nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. I need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed loser. A story with no plot. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Escaping Tyranny. I am your host, Tyranny Staley. Man, I am. I'm in a really weird mood. Um, not bad, just like I'm like mentally drained. Um, and I feel like I've got a lot to talk about, and so we'll see how this podcast goes. But ultimately, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot going on, and I'm tired. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And everything's been pretty good lately. Um, so not like again, not in a bad uh, mood whatsoever. Not in a. I just, I guess, I'm not like the most energetic right now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, this podcast isn't just a a drain on everyone. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, kind of want to talk about like the last week at hand. Um, first I, I want to give a shout out to, uh, two people that will never listen to my podcast. Uh, my parents, um, it's kind of funny cause like my parents are so supportive, um, but they will not listen to my podcast and that is not a fucking problem for me. Um, I think that's like the best case scenario because um, obviously you guys know I talk about some weird shit on here, um, but both of them are so supportive. Um, my mom got to see me do a show, the only show or like I shouldn't say the only show at this point, um, like the very first um, stand up performance I had outside of an open mic um, at Enchanted Circle Brewing, just like down the street from my house. Um which was really cool. She got to like come and see me. Um, she was excited, which is so funny. Cause again, if any of you have heard me do stand up, I, I have jokes about my mom slash like really inappropriate jokes. Um, it was like even better about that. I was like, there's two kids, um, front and center. And that bothered me more than my mom being there. Um, which is like funny. Um, I just didn't care about like my mom hearing like my crazy jokes. I'm sure it bothered her. Um, but I was like way more worried about like two kids hearing me like say the C word or something. Um, but yeah. And then she's also come to a, uh, roast battle, which is really cool. Um, you know, always, always fun to see that my parents, um, care about what I'm doing and that's wild. I don't, I don't feel like everyone gets that same support. Um, which is, you know, it is weird to an extent, right? Like I don't mean to, to say that it's not, um, or like it's abnormal for that. Like I'm sure there's really supportive parents that are just like, Hey, we're going to stay away from your comedy. Um, or like the inappropriate things you do with like your buddies or whatever. So, you know, that, that was really cool to have my mom, um, come to the roast battle recently. Uh, I had the roast battle with Rusty Rutherford, who was just the previous episode. If you haven't listened, go and listen to that. He's, he's really cool. Um, and then he actually hosts the, comedy contest the first friday comedy contest at Tractor brewing uh the first friday of every month which my dad got to go to this last month um and my dad's never seen me do comedy he's seen like videos or whatever um and it's like really cool to have him be super supportive but like for a solid five minutes after he was not able to even look at me um which i think is funny i'm like you know even better that like you feel uncomfortable by me saying these things, but you wanted to be supportive, um, and show up for your, your little boys. He would, he would say if you were here, um, but like he couldn't accept the things I was saying, which I was like, 
I tried to get it out of him later. I'm like, hey, like objectively though, is funny, right? And he's like, it's stuff I don't want to hear. I was like, yeah, but objectively, and he never said it. But um, no, I'm just very appreciative of him and uh, my stepmom for coming this last Friday. Um, if you haven't been to Tractor Brewery, that place does not look like it's conducive for comedy. It looks, at least from like the where you sit, it's just kind of like, eh, like whatever. But when you get on stage, it feels like everyone's on top of you and it feels just insanely crowded. Like people are just right there in front of you. And it was really intimidating, but man, the, the pops from the crowd, like when you have a solid joke, um, it was just fantastic. That was the closest thing I've had to crushing. And I'm not saying I did cause I don't, I really don't think I did. I'm, I'm quick to self deprecate and I'm quick to, um, sit and be like oh no that's not what it like but like legitimately like I don't think I crushed but I got some good laughs and I'm like fuck I can only imagine what it's like to just have the entire crowd rolling because they can't help themselves but laugh off of the shit you've said um and that was the closest thing I've had to that which again I didn't get there but it was exciting it was just a really great room and I was just really appreciative um of the whole thing uh, of Rusty putting me on um everyone else just allowing me to be there and then um I had a bunch of friends that showed up um old friends from college um you know people that I haven't seen in years and it just it was great um I just felt felt fantastic doing it It just it wants it makes me want to push harder which is wild because I have like an automatic invite for next month and I'm like fuck I gotta write some new shit (laughs) like I have basically five minutes of material and I burned all of it on Friday in which I could probably use some of that again, but I do feel weird going back to the same venue for like the same shit and saying the same jokes. Like I, I don't think I would win with the same material, especially if the same people show up, right? They're like, Oh, we heard this last time. So I've kind of got to get on my, on my game and uh, really get to writing and um, get to some open mics. But which I think is still cool, right? Because like it's gonna force me to get back out and do some more jokes, try some new shit, um, really start to get over that like fear of bombing. Because um, I do, I have that so bad. In which like I've had jokes not work, like it's okay, like it's you know, um, and literally every comedian has bombed. Like there's not a single comedian um, out there that has just gone up and always crushed. Like. There's going to be a time where I just eat shit and I've got to get past that. It's weird though, because like I was really thinking about that today of just my fear of rejection sucks ass. Like that thought alone is terrible. Um, and I need, I need to get past that and I'm trying to push my comfort zone and really just trying to, you know, get past that, that moment of like someone telling me no or whatever the case may be. Um, even more so, like, if we're, like, going to be vulnerable, um, I, like, I feel as if I'm ready to date again, um, which I don't feel, like, I don't think I've thought that for a while, um, obviously, since I've had my last breakup, and it is weird to <coughs> um, want to start dating, want to, you know, find someone. I think I think what really pushed it, if we're, if we're being... Uh, transparent was this last weekend. I went to uh, Bo and Courtney's wedding. Uh, congratulations to the Coleman's. Um, but like, as I'm sitting there, I'm just like, even the dudes that were 
by themselves sitting down with me, it's like, it's because their significant others were bridesmaids. And I was like truly single, um, with the exception of, uh, my roommate and friend Campbell, like that's pretty much it. Um, and it sucks. And I don't like envy anyone else's relationship, but I'm just like, no, like I do miss that. Um, compatibility is not the right word, but, um, trying to think of the word i miss that not camaraderie jesus one of these days i will find fucking words to say on this podcast it, it will come to me i eventually i promise um vulnerability not that you you get what i'm saying though i miss like that connection i guess for the lack of a better word um <clears throat> i miss like having a connection with someone um but like i have such a fear of rejection um and maybe even like long-term rejection um which is not entirely fair. I need to put myself out there and give it a shot, but uh, it is tough to sit and be like, "Man, I want that. Uh, I want that, but I don't want to be turned away." So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Been on the social, uh, or not social, the dating apps, which have literally never worked for me. Don't know why. I think that's the answer to my problem but i've been there um trying to trying to find someone trying to make a connection of some sort but ultimately i also think i'm hypocritical which i think is like blocking some of that as well like i want this picture perfect beautiful girl who works out has tattoos has a good family blah blah blah, just all of these things yet the little nuances about myself i just go oh if she can't fucking handle this then What's her fucking problem? Meanwhile, like, I don't know that I can handle a certain amount of um, difficulties, imperfections. Um, imperfections is, is the word. And that's super hypocritical of me, and that's just wrong to say the bare minimum. But I'm working on it. That being said, though, I also don't like a girl that wears a ton of makeup. I feel... Like I want someone who is much more transparent and someone who is very comfortable in their skin. And again, hypocritical. Do I always feel comfortable in my skin? No. Do I like to wear a hat more than anything? Yes. Do I, I had someone, uh, shout out Shannon Fritz that said, uh, hats are just the makeup for men. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's pretty fucking accurate. Like I wear a hat all the goddamn time. So why would I always expect a girl to go without makeup? Um, or very little makeup. And also, if she's wearing makeup, it's probably for her and not for me. Um, and that I can respect. But I'm just kind of riffing right now. I, I just um, just feel need to be uh, transparent and honest. Which is weird because, you know, maybe like four of you listen to this. And I'm totally fine with that. But now you know a little bit, about, little bit, little, a little bit more about me. Um And you know that, you know, I'm out here looking, but I'm also not going to push and force anything. So we're, uh, we're at a fun little time period. Um, let's dive into, uh, Instagram question, uh, posted the other day. Uh, and this was strictly, strictly, um, inspired by the Coleman's wedding. And I just wanted to know, cause I'm not huge on weddings. I keep, I continue to say this to, to people that, it's very easy as a single guy 
not even dating, not like having any prospects whatsoever, anything like that. So easy for me to be like, I just want to elope. I don't want to have to deal with inviting people. I don't want to have to deal with the venue. I don't want to have to deal with the cost. I don't want to have to deal with family drama, which right now I think I'd be okay. Um, I don't want to deal with shit and it's very selfish, right? Like, but again, right now it's just me. So at the same time, like I can kind of be a little bit selfish. I just don't want to deal with any of that shit. I don't want to deal with, okay, well then how many bridesmaids are you going to have? Well, I have this many groomsmen or vice versa. Like I also don't want to have a huge bridal party where she has eight people and I'm like, well, I have like three buddies who I would want to actually have um, as a groomsman, like I, I'm not even interested to have that many people or, or whatever the case may be. Right. I just don't want the hassle of the whole thing. Um, and that again, selfish, is it uh, irrational? Maybe, but at the same time, I'm like, let's fucking elope. Let's have a backyard party and just have all of our night, like all, all of our friends, everyone is invited. Everyone can come and hang out and have fun. Um, and if we want to make it a little bit fancier, you know, business casual or like, I guess that's weird to be business casual to a party, but, um, a little more proper guys got to wear a collared shirt. Girls got to wear whatever the fuck girls wear. Um, and ultimately like that I think is so much better. So I personally am just, but it's so weird though. I love going to weddings. I love dancing. I love having fun. I love, uh, you know, just having like cocktails and just like, everyone just looks so good all dressed up and I had a blast this weekend. It was so much fun, you know, doing the whole thing guys, uh, in the middle of the night are having cigars and we're just shooting the shit and, uh, talking about how the, the groom's a dumbass for actually getting married. And none of us actually believe that, but it's at the same time, it's like that yeah, I had a lot of fun, but I don't feel like the wedding, um, is that significant to where I need it. And you know, who knows, maybe the right person will change my mind, but I am so in on eloping. But that being said, here is a couple of responses I had because my question was, um, tell me everything you love and hate about weddings. So first person, Slady says all of it, which I'm like, what the fuck does all of it mean? Like you love all of it. You hate all of it. You love and hate all of it. Like what is it that you um, love and hate? I will say, I I think it is, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, guys, I'm, I'm having a tough time uh, putting words together, which is funny because I wanted to come home and do this podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. All of it. What does all of it mean? Thank you for your response, but what? Um, this lady says, all of the people, like who wants the stress of family and people you don't even know? Yeah, like I, I can't agree more than that (laughs) like I don't yeah like that's the other weird thing is like there's tons of people and this isn't anyone's fault but there's tons of people that would be invited to my wedding that are really significant and important in my life that my fiance probably wouldn't even know until the day of the wedding like how awkward is that to be like oh by the way meet my wife who you have never known but you knew me and we're super close etc that is a weird thought. Like a ton of people, which I'm an extrovert. I love having everyone there. But like, also if you've got to cap it at like 200 people, 
like who doesn't make the list who does make the list like blah 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 i'm just it concerns the fuck out of me um and i feel like whoever i marry is gonna have a large number of people invite and i am too like i i think i could rattle off like a hundred people right now that would be invited to my wedding just on my side and to think that my significant other wouldn't have that as well like she has to have at least 50 so like that's so many people and such i don't know and then i stress about the money this is something that is really weird that i'm stressing about not even dating <laughs> like how how am i so stressed out about something that has no uh significance on my life right now um i don't know but that's just something i'm you know just having a little stress ball over um thank you for your response miss lady uh, this gentleman says, love seeing friends, hate suits in the summer. I got married in the summer. Suits in the summer is a tough, tough look. Um, even this last Saturday, they got married at like four o'clock. I was sweating balls. I was so goddamn hot. We were just at the edge of the like shade line and someone was like, you were in the shade. I was like, I didn't fucking feel like it. I was sweating profusely which was nuts i and i sweat but goddamn that was insane and what's like it's time and place right if you sweat a lot but you sweat a lot in like work clothes or you sweat a lot in like gym clothes you know stuff like that it's a little less weird you're just kind of like ah, eh, like yeah it is what it is but like you're sweating in really really nice clothes like i absolutely need to dry clean my jacket now and that's such an awkward, like, I'm pretty sure I had swamp ass at some point and I'm going to have stains in my nice, like dress pants. Like what the fuck is up with that? Like, I hate that. But granted, would that possibly happen in the winter? Maybe. Would that possibly happen anywhere else? Perhaps. But I, I do agree with you. The, the suits in the summer is nuts. Um, love seeing friends. I, yeah, again, it, it's everything that I've been preaching up to this point of like, it would be amazing to have a bunch of friends and family loved ones just everyone in one spot celebrating for sure that would be a blast but the pressure of the whole thing sweating in suits like this guy says you know it's just like i don't know i i i just can't be convinced right now that that's something i want to do um thank you sir for your uh for your response this gentleman says hate uh what is that semicolon Hate best man, uh, made of honor speeches. Do those at the rehearsal. I, uh, I don't know. Stereotypically, I don't like the made of honor speech. Um, and both the, I, th I believe Courtney had two maids of honor. Um, if not, she just had maid of honor and, um, bridesmaid, uh, say some words, but both, uh, Shane and Callahan spoke and, I thought it was great. Like I actually usually hate the maid of honor speech. I always think it's like not well produced or, Oh, it's all about the bride. And it's all like inside jokes that like no one else understands, but they related it to the crowd. They very much talked about Bo, um, while also talking about their significance of friendship to Courtney or significant, like of relationship uh, to Courtney, but they tied Bo into it and why Bo is such a great match for Courtney. So it's like, that was really, really cool. I enjoyed that. I thought that was actually really, really great. Um, but normally I think like the maid of honor speeches like are fucking rough. And then the best man speech, like 
especially from someone who's done it, it's one of the easier things you get to do, in my opinion. Like, everyone may be like, oh, the best man speech, whatever. It's like, first off, Andre brought up a great point. This kind of goes for every uh, speech in general. People are rooting for you. Like, very, very, very few times you get on a mic or get, like, on a podium or whatever to do a public uh, speaking session of some sort and people are like i hope he eats shit like very few people and very few times does that actually happen even more so the best man speech everyone is rooting for you and everyone is wanting you to shit on the groom that's all you have to do compliment the bride shit on the groom maybe like bring in a few jokes whatever but even then even if the jokes aren't that good it is just a fucking riot like setup punchline everything is just perfectly set up for you so all you have to do is knock it down and again I was that guy that I had like you know a few jokes nothing great and ultimately it fucking works out for you like the best man speech is easy you know let's just do it so so I gotta say maybe I, I like the best man speeches because I'm excited for them and I don't like the maid of honor speech, which, you know, sexist hashtag. Um, but I, I, I could see where you're coming from. Let's, let's do it in the dress rehearsal. Um, it wouldn't be nearly as electric, um, for the best man, which would make it much more difficult, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, thank you, sir, for your response. This gentleman says happy hour. So it's actually funny. So I'm sure this would, uh, bring up some wounds, with the, the family this weekend, but it was supposed to be an open bar the entire time. Well, me and my buddy, like right before the wedding started, cause I was just like, let's get a drink. It's hot as fuck. Let's get in the shade, grab a cold drink, um, get ready for the, you know, ready for this bad boy to start. And so we get up there and in my mind, I'm like, it's an open bar. And so I was like, is it open bar yet? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, well I'm still going to get a drink. Um, and I bought like, six or seven drinks um just for people like in our area because i'm like let's also bring back beverages so everyone can like just cool down a little bit um so i dished out like 60 bucks like with tip because i'm like sweet grease the bartender early uh she didn't even look at the fucking receipt because i've had to pay with cards so that backfired anyway um and then like right after the ceremony you know we're all doing the same thing going right back to the bar let's get a drink blah 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 and uh Come to find out, like, 30 minutes after we got our second round of drinks after the ceremony, uh, it was supposed to be open bar the entire time, which was so funny to everyone else except for the bride's father. Like, he was so pissed, and rightfully so. He's like, nope, nobody's paying for drinks. And then how he comes to find out, like, people are dishing out money for that. He was not a happy camper. But I do agree, happy hour, uh, you know, not a cash bar, but a open bar. All of that is a fucking blast. Like when you have an open bar, even a cash bar after the open bar closes, all of that, oh, it's a fucking blast. Like everyone gets to talk about, you know, how beautiful the bride was, you know, oh, like what a lucky guy or whatever. You talk about like the groom being a fucking moron, but you know, oh, it's hilarious that he finally like, you know, settled down or whatever the case may be. Like, it's just like a bunch of conversation nonsense she's like oh like you know what are they doing next are they going on honeymoon you talk some shit then you get into like personal stuff or whatever and it's just like you get to shoot the shit have some drinks just all around fun so the happy hour is a good fucking time i will agree with that thank you sir for your response 
Um, this gentleman says, love an open bar, love the horny bridesmaids, hate old ladies asking when you're next. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I was, I was like super young. The last couple times I've gone when like I was really close to, uh, the bride or the groom. So no one was really asking me at all. Um, so like, I don't, I actually can't speak from experience. Um, so like, I, yeah, I don't really, I can't relate to that just yet. Um, do love an open bar. We talked about that. Love the horny bridesmaids. Gotta say, did not run into a ton of horny bridesmaids this last weekend. Wish I did. Wish I did. Like I said, single guy talking about, you know, finding someone. Wish I found some, anyone that was a little more horny. Um, cause I did not find it. No, it's fine. I'm just kidding. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, that would be cool. The stereotype sounds awesome. Um, I always think of like, uh, wedding crashers when you, you know, think of like a horny bridesmaid or whatever that is, uh, it is fun in concept, but can't really relate to that either. But thank you for your response, sir. Um, lastly, this gentleman says, acting like it's the first time you've kissed the broad and needing uh, permission from priest. I hope that's a typo that says broad or uh, went from bride to broad. Um, if not, still funny. I didn't type this guys. Okay. This wasn't me. So another person, they said broad. I read it verbatim, not my fault. Um, but yeah, acting like you, it's the first time you've kissed this girl and needing permission from the priest. Yeah, it is weird. Um, I also like, if you're going to get like real traditional, like if you want to go like biblical and shit, like it wasn't a real marriage until you left consummated love and then came back. Um, so it is like, it is kind of funny to think of like the differences of what's happening, um, in marriages or like weddings. Cause it's like, this is supposed to be the first time. Um, and it's just not, it normally never is. Um, also thinking about like the first time that like y'all have had sex or whatever, like the parents would love to believe that, but I can assure you that's usually not what happens or is not what happens. Um, but it's always funny. It is funny to see like the traditional side of families or weddings and, um, friends and stuff like that. It's always interesting. Um, yeah, man, that's, uh, we're getting close to the end of the pod. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I needed to mention from here. Um, nothing else on Instagram. Cool. Um, all right, guys. So just a few other things. Remember to follow escaping tyranny, um, on Instagram, uh, make sure that you respond to these questions that I put out because you guys could be the next voices of the podcast. Uh, my voice, but your words, you get it. Um, so yeah, follow, uh, at escaping tyranny on Instagram. I will be in a roast battle with Robert Eister next week on Wednesday, uh, August 17th, uh, starts at eight o'clock at revel. Um, be there. The crowds get pretty rowdy. It is a lot of fucking fun. Um, and then I will be back at Tractor Brewing, uh, September, whatever September that is, uh, September 2nd, I guess, if not September 9th, um, for the next first Friday, uh, comedy contest. So be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully I'll have new jokes for everyone. And if I don't, you know, sorry, but we'll, uh, we'll try to make it happen, but as for now, that's all I got. Guys, you remember the rules for escaping tyranny. Remember to mix in a water, don't drink and drive, go down to your partner, and the earth is flat. Cheers.
movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm going to wave anyway. I could get less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm going to write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm going to make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm going to wave anyway. I could get less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway, I could get less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.